Hare Krishna. I welcome all to Everyday Chant Hari Nam conference call. Today very, we are very fortunate to have His Grace Anuttam Das Prabhu to enlighten us on verse 12, uh, chapter 18, canto 5 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sula Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Whenever you are ready, please take over the call, Prabhu. We're we're ready to start now. Yes, yes, Prabhuji. And, and uh, what is the timing? Uh, what is the ending time? Uh, an hour from now. An hour. All right. So to eight twenty. Uh, okay. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. My own Vishnupadaya, Krishna Prasthaya, Buddha, Shmati, Bhaktivedanta, Swamanatha Namane, Namaste, Saraswati, Devi, Gauravani, Pacharane, Nevisheshya, Sanyavadi, Paschachadi, Satarane. So today we're reading Srimad Bhagavatam, 5th Cano, 18th Chapter, Text 12. When I saw that this was the verse coming up, I said, gee, Prabhupada is, I know this verse, and, I, and Prabhupada has quoted this verse often because I hear it all the time in his lectures and conversations. So this is a, a very, uh, shall we say, popular verse, a verse that Prabhupada uses often. So it's something we should uh, take note of. In fact, when I was looking in the uh, Vanipedia, the all the quotes from Prabhupada, there's at least 25, 30 uh, conversations where Prabhupada quotes his verse. So, so uh, uh, remind me again, so I just read through the Sanskrit once and then I read the word for word, is that correct? Uh, yes, Prabhu, so what's the word translation in All right, I just, I just read it once, but others don't read it, I just read it once. Yes. Okay. So, Yashyakti Bhaktir Bhagavar Kinchana Savair Gunastatra Samaste Sura Hara Abhaktasya Kuto Mahan Gunan Manauratena Sati Davato Bahi. So the uh, word for words on this is Yashya, of whom Asti there is, Bhakti, devotional service. Bhagavati, to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Akinchana, without any motive. Sarvai, with all. Guna, good qualities. Tetra, there, in that person. Samaste, reside. Sura, all the demigods. Haro, unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then abhaktasya, of a person who is not devoted, kuta, where, mahadguna, good qualities, manoratena, by mental speculation, asti, in the temporary material world, davata, who is running, bahi, outside. 
uh, translation. All the demigods and their exalted qualities, such as religion, knowledge, and renunciation, become manifested in the body of one who has developed unalloyed devotion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudev. On the other hand, a person devoid of devotional service and engaged in material activities has no good qualities. Even if he is adept at the practice of mystic yoga or the honest endeavor of maintaining his family and relatives, he must be driven by his own mental speculation and must engage in the service of the Lord's external energy. How can there be any good qualities in such a man? Purport by Srila Prabhupada. As explained in this in the next verse, Krishna is the original source of all living entities. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 15.7, where as Krishna says, Evai vangso jiva loke jiva bhuta sanatana manatstani indriyani prakatistani karshati. The meaning of that is, the living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses, which includes the mind. End of quote. All living entities are part and parcel of Krishna, and therefore they revive their original Krishna consciousness. When they revive their original Krishna consciousness, they possess all the good qualities of Krishna in a small quantity. When one engages himself in the nine processes of devotional service, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Parasevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Dasham, Sakyam, Atmanivedanam. One's heart becomes purified, and he immediately understands his relationship with Krishna. He then revives his original quality of Krishna consciousness. In the Adi Leela of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chapter 8, there is a description of some of the qualities of devotees. For example, Pandit Haridas is described as being very well behaved, tolerant, peaceful, magnanimous, and grave. I'll repeat those again. He's, uh, Harid uh, Pandit Haridas is described as being very well behaved, tolerant, peaceful, magnanimous, and grave. In addition, he spoke very sweetly. His endeavors were very pleasing, and he was always patient. He respected everyone. He always worked for everyone's benefit. His mind was free of duplicity, and he was completely devoid of all malicious activities. These are all originally qualities of Krishna, and when one becomes a devotee, they automatically become manifested. Sri Krishna Das Kaviraj, the author of Chaitanya Charitamrita, says that all good qualities become manifested in the body of a Vaishnava, and that only by the presence of these good qualities can one distinguish a Vaishnava from a non-Vaishnava. Uh, I'll just take a break here for a second and comment on this. So how do you know who is a devotee and who is not a devotee? Here Prabhupada explains very carefully that, uh, or Krishna, he's quoting Krishna, that's Kaviraj. He says that all the good qualities become manifested in the body of a Vaishnava. 
and that only by the presence of these good qualities can one distinguish a Vaishnava from a non-Vaishnava. So these qualities uh, develop in us. So we'll continue reading here because they they list 26 qualities of of a devotee are listed in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So the first one is uh, he is kind to everyone. Second one is he does not make anyone his enemy. Third, he is truthful. Four, he is equal to everyone. Five, no one can find any fault in him. Six, he is magnanimous. Seven, he is mild. Eight, he is always clean. Nine, he is without possessions. Ten, he works for everyone's benefit. Eleven, he is very peaceful. Twelve, he is always surrendered to Krishna. Thirteen, he has no material desires. Fourteen, he is very meek. Fifteen, he is steady. Sixteen, he controls his senses. Seventeen, he does not eat more than required. Eighteen, he is not influenced by the Lord's illusory energies. Nineteen, he offers respects to everyone. Twenty, he does not desire any respect for himself. Of course, Lord Chaitanya also states this in his Shashastakam, ready to offer all respects to others. Uh, 21, he is very grave. 22, he is merciful. 23, he is friendly. 24, he is poetic. 25, he is expert. And 26, he is silent. And Prabhupada explains silent means that he's not talking, but he doesn't talk nonsense. He's not engaged in what we what they call Gramya Kata. Gramya means a village or gossip. He's not engaged in gossip. So it's, we'll begin here. Thus ends the purport by Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna, everyone. Uh, so when I first became a devotee in our temple in uh, Washington, D.C., we had a small row house uh, at 20, uh, on uh, DuPont's, just off DuPont Circle, 2015 Q Street, just uh, half a block off DuPont Circle was our temple. And we would have, uh, of course, morning class. And also every morning we would read these qualities of the devotee because our temple president wanted us to understand that we need to work on these qualities because here the verse is stating, yes, yasti bhakti bhagavati akinchana saver gunas tatra samaste sura, that the devotee has all the good qualities. I'd like to comment on some of these words in this verse. Uh, so, Akinchana, that's an important word. We know this word, akinchana. Without any motive. So devotee does not have motive. He is not joining Krishna consciousness or, or associating with devotees for some profit or some material benefit. We come to Krishna consciousness because we are 
desiring to become better people and serve God fully. So without any motive. No mater- without any motive means without material motive. He's motivated. He has enthusiasm. Let's, Prabhupada talks about utsaha. Arupa Goswami mentions utsaha, enthusiasm. So we're enthusiastic. We have motive. Motive to please the guru and to please Krishna. We don't have motive for how can I achieve some material benefit through the, the association of the devotees. This is not our motive. So, and that was something that Prabhupada noticed in his early disciples, that uh, they had no motive. They came to him. Of course, they had no qualities either. <laughs> we, came, we came to Krishna consciousness without any good qualities. So, but uh, we gradually developed our qualities. But we had no material motive. We did not, uh, we did not join Krishna consciousness for a better economic uh, situation. In fact, uh, Prabhupada said all of his early disciples, all of his Western disciples, they're coming from middle class, upper class families. He, he would tell, he would meet people in India and he would say, see these boys and girls, they're all coming, they're all qualified, they all have education, they all are, all are the children of rich men and rich women, all from upper middle class families. So we did not come to join Krishna consciousness to get more rice or to get some clothing. We came to Krishna consciousness because we had a burning desire to understand God. And we saw in the qualities of Prabhupada these 26 qualities. We saw that he had these qualities, that he was kind and merciful, and he only wanted to give us Krishna consciousness. He, he wasn't, you know, if we remember back in the times, there were other gurus coming to America in the 70s, and they had some motive. They were doing some business with Vedic culture. Uh, one one of the one guru, he was selling mantras. Just and he said, no rules, no regulations. You just buy this mantra. You repeat this mantra 15 minutes every day, and you will realize God. So Prabhupada would comment about him sometimes that uh, he was another cheater. So many cheaters coming. And others would come and teach some yoga, but no rules, no regulations. So from the beginning, here, here we have a list of 26 qualities, but in order to develop basic uh, devotional qualities, Prabhupada installed in us or requested us to follow these four regulated principles. And, and, and these principles relate to a lot of these points of the, of the 26 qualities. For example, uh, devotee is uh, vegetarian. So when he's vegetarian, he's uh, kind to all other living entities. And then Prabhupada would make the point, he would speak with uh, religious leaders quite often. And every time in the conversation, he would say, in your scriptures, in your Bible, it says one of the, the Ten Commandments, there's Ten Commandments originally in the Old Testament, thou shalt not kill. And Prabhupada would make the point to him that this actually means that one should not kill animals, one should not kill man, and one should also not kill animals, that one should have vegetarian diet. And Prabhupada said, without exception, every religious leader and uh, 
senior member of these different churches would not agree with Prabhupada. None of them said, oh, yes, yes, that makes great sense. We should stop eating animals. No, they would, they would argue with Prabhupada. Oh, that is only human being. That is not animal. Animal is what God has made animal for us to eat, for us to survive. This is their, their, their way of thinking. But Prabhupada said, no, no, we must be compassionate. Be, why? Because in Vedic culture, Krishna consciousness, Bhagavad Gita, we understand that the soul is not only in the human beings, but in every living thing. I was hearing Prabhupada the other day. He was saying we should be so compassionate to all living entities, even to the insects. He said even if there's a lizard or a snake, we should not harm it. We should see that it has its food and has its home. And then he said, even the ants, we should sprinkle some sugar around the ant hole so the ant can eat. So he was talking like this. So, so this is the compassion of the uh, devotee because he sees God is everywhere and he sees that the living entity is within, the soul is within every living entity. So this was interesting point he was making. So every morning we would read these and we would discuss each one, trying to develop these qualities. So Prabhupada would say, here, I'll read it. There's a room conversation in Geneva, June 5th, 1974, that I have up on my screen. Uh, Prabhupada says, uh, oh yes, yas yasti bhaktir bhagavati akinchana saver gunas tatra samastesara, which is this verse, of course. Like I said, he quotes this many, many times. And then he says, as soon as you become an unalloyed devotee of God, all the good qualities will manifest in you. If the good quality does not manifest in you, that means you are not yet perfect in God consciousness. So, and we can see that. Sometimes we see some new person joins, whether he's, whatever country he's from, he doesn't have all these qualities of 26 qualities of a devotee yet. So Prabhupada says that that means you're not perfect yet in your God consciousness. When one is a pure devotee, free from material desires, unalloyed devotee of God, he will fully manifest all these 26 qualities. Sometimes, and, and, and Prabhupada would say that his new disciples, you know, sometimes they're in, the, they're in the process of cleansing themselves. They're not perfect yet. So it is difficult. Sometimes, it is difficult to make a devotee of Krishna. Krishna is, uh, naturally everyone is a devotee of Krishna, but we're so covered by illusion that we've forgotten, especially in the Western countries. Uh, we we can you know m most of you on this uh, forum here uh, live in America, and you know what the Western people are like, and you can, and and to try to get them to become a devotee is almost an impossible task, and yet Prabhupada was successful at this. He said, "Better I have just one moon than many stars," which means better I have just one absolute good devotee than to, just to have so many uh, disciples who are not properly following and are not fully surrendered to Krishna. 
So this is what he wanted, and that's why he did not compromise like these other people who came from India. They compromised. They, they saw the Americans cannot, they cannot become vegetarian. They cannot uh, give up uh, intoxication. They cannot give up uh, illicit sex. They cannot, uh, gambling, uh, they're, they're all playing gambling. Even the Catholic Church, that is their main business of income, is uh, bingo. They have bingo at the church. So gambling is, they're propagating gambling. But Prabhupada said, I want people who are actually devotees of Krishna. And he knew these, what the Bhagavatam wanted, that in order to become a pure devotee, one has to give up these sinful activities. So Prabhupada continues here. He says, just like you European boys, American boys, uh, he, said, he said, one of the items is that good quality that why shall I give trouble or pain to other animals? This is within the God consciousness. Just like feeding, uh, feeding the poor, this program we also follow. In our temple, especially in India, any man who, who comes, we will give him food. We have not... We have got such an arrangement. In the U.S. also, Los Angeles, New York, we invite anyone, come take food. We don't want anyone to, we don't want to see that anyone is hungry. So God consciousness means all the good ideas we are manufacturing, they will be manifested in a God conscious person automatically. Therefore, our duty should be, if we want, I'm reading this by the way, if we want to make all human beings well behaved, then we must try to make every one of them God conscious. Well behaved. So this is a desire for society. Well behaved people. We, we see every day uh, in the news so many things going on. Shootings and kidnapping and thievery. And that's because people are not well behaved. In 1975, when Prabhupada came to Chicago, there was an article in Time magazine, and the cover of the magazine said, Crime, Why and What to Do. So they had a whole article on why there's crime and how do we stop crime, what, what we should do. So Prabhupada saw this article, and he said, this is, this, we can preach from this point because we have the answer for this. So he had the devotees call up the, uh, the mayor and the, uh, the head of the police and some other officials and, said, and invited them for a meeting. Uh, to, they invited them to come meet our guru, Srila Prabhupada, because he wants to discuss crime uh, and what to do about it. So Prabhupada had a meeting with these people and he explained to them that ultimately if people come to the kirtan and come and take prasadam that gradually they will develop their godly qualities and they will not be inclined toward crime and uh, these activities of uh, breaking the law so this was the gist of it that uh, take up krishna consciousness and then you become a good person he said otherwise even if you think you have in the end this verse here we'll go back to the the second half of the verse, the first verse says, the first half is that uh, 
that the, the bhakta, the yashastir bhaktir, that the bhakta has all the good qualities of the devas, of the demigods. And the second half is the opposite. It says the abhaktas, they have no good qualities. Because manoratena, this, and, and the word manoratena is translated here as mental speculation, but if you actually break the word down, the man, mano or the mana is the mind and the ras. We have rathiatra. We know what a rath is. A rath is a cart so, or a chariot. So Prabhupada said we're, we're traveling. Our mind is on the, uh, traveling on the cart of speculation. Mano, we're mental, so that's described as mental speculation. Uh, in other words, we're just uh, we we just make up what we think is good and what is not good. My mother used to say to me, "Oh, just to be a good person. This is this is the best thing in life. You should all try to be good people." <laughs> that that sounds nice, but what is a good person? A good person to you is some you know you're you're eating meat, you're doing so many things, you're drinking alcohol. Are you a good person? So. Prabhupada describes a real good person is one who follows these four principles, that he's not taking intoxication. He, he's loving uh, humans and animals and insects and birds and fish because he sees them as the soul and he knows that Krishna is in the heart of every living being. And that uh, we've all been, you know, like we, we, they have a saying, uh, we've all been there before. This, this is this common Western saying. We have all been through all these species of life. Sometimes, uh, anyway, people comment about things and I say, they, so they put something on Facebook about some animals and I would comment, yes, I used to be one of those. And we all were something. We were all dogs. We were all fish. We were all trees. We were all plants. We were all insects. We were demigods. We were in the higher planets. We were in the lower planets. We've been everywhere. So now we have this human life, Atato Brahma Jignasa, the Vedanta says. Now we should try to utilize our time to understand God and not just uh, struggle hard for existence trying to uh, just survive in this world. Of course, we have to survive. Prabhupada's not saying don't, don't, don't make a living. <laughs> but make a living, support your family, be a good person with Krishna in the center. Being a devotee, because without Krishna, you cannot really be a good person. You can think you're a good person, but you're on the mano ratena. You're on the chariot of the mind, thinking something is good, something is bad. Accepting and rejecting is the activities of the mind. But when we take direction from the superior authority, from the Vedas, from the sadhus, from the spiritual master, then we can know what is actually pleasing to God and how to serve him. So this is what Krishna consciousness is. So 26 qualities, these all need, a lot of these are interrelated to other, other verses. Uh, he does not eat too much. Uh, this is stated in, uh, Rupa Goswami states this in a number of places. Control of the senses. This is what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. So if we go over to the Gita here, 
again, we're talking about good qualities. So here we have in the 18th chapter, text 42, Krishna talks about the qualities of the brahmanas. So Prabhupada said, I'm trying to create a class of brahmanas. I'm trying to create a brahminical, people with brahminical qualities. So we, we know this verse, at least I, I hope you all do. Samo damastapasocham shantir arjavam evacha gyanam vigyanam astikyam brahmakarma swabhavajam. Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity, tolerance, honesty. Honesty was also one of these 26 qualities. Knowledge, wisdom, and religiousness. These are the natural qualities by which the brahmanas work. So from the very beginning, Prabhupada came. If we notice all these other swamis, nobody came and gave Gayatri Mantra, gave Diksha, second initiation. They didn't even give first initiation, uh, changing name and uh, accepting them as proper students. But from the beginning, Prabhupada also gave this second initiation because this is Vedic culture. That the society is divided into four categories and the work, one's works are divided into four categories. So Prabhupada wanted to train the Western people and all people, obviously in India, he went back to India after he was successful. Hare Krishna, I think Prabhuji dropped his call, so I will call him. Mataji, that's Prabhuji lose the connection. Uh, yeah, 
All right, Prabhu, it's Hare Krishna, technical difficulty. I'm back now. So we were discussing Thank Brahmins and, the, and how Prabhupada wanted to create it. He wanted all his, his students to become Brahmanas because this is Vedic culture. Vedic culture means Varnashram. So Prabhupada wanted to reinstall a Varnashram society and, and train his students. And in, uh, at other times, Prabhupada also commented, he said that society is topsy-turvy. His exact word was topsy-turvy or upside down. And he said that uh, social reform is almost impossible. He said, therefore, we should just encourage people to come and chant with us, come and chant the holy names as this is a simple process. And this is what we do, but most, most people will not become initiated. Most people will not, you know, go deep into Krishna consciousness. But we just ask them to add Krishna to their life through this chanting and take up some chanting uh, every day. So there's uh, one lecture here that I'm looking at from Prabhupada in Bombay in 1976. So uh, I'll read a little something from that too. So he said, so therefore the process of reviving their Krishna consciousness is Krishna's. He says, it's Krishna's process. No other process can help. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was Krishna himself, and he advised, Harinama, 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 Eva Kevalam. The only hope is if you go through the Shastras, Vedic literature, that is the way to understand. But at the present moment, people are so engrossed with material affairs that they are not interested even to hear or talk about Krishna consciousness. That is not a very good sign. It is the feverish condition of the world. So that is mentioned in the Srimad Bhagavatam, that people in general, when they come to the point of suffering from natural law, then they will re- revive their Nitya Siddha Krishna Bhakti. So therefore, as I was speaking this morning, we have to elevate the human society from the platform which is on the level with hog civilization. <laughs> very strong words, Prabhupada's using. So, a very interesting point here, he says, that when people come to the point of suffering from natural law, that they will revive their dormant Krishna consciousness. So that is the first step, that people have to... If you, if you preach to people and you say the material world is miserable, there's birth, death, disease, and old age, and that we're all suffering, and that the people all look back and say, we're not suffering, you know, we have drugs, we have alcohol, we have women and men, and uh, we, we're enjoying, we're enjoying. 
this is the uh, life of the uh, hogs, as Prabhupada said, the hog society. So if one is not, if one does not realize he's suffering, he's not going to look for a solution. So that is the first, Prabhupada says here, that's the first point that they have to realize that the material world is a place of misery. So we're being constantly kicked by Maya, but yet we're thinking we're enjoying it. This is the nature of life. And then he continues here. He said, we should carefully study and try to know whether the advancement of civilization, which we have accepted as genuine, no, it is not genuine. It is misleading. So here he says, we, have to, we should study society. We should study our lives and how people are living. You know, is this the genuine life? you know, working, striving to achieve, uh, mater- accumulating material assets, nice house, nice car, nice this, nice that. Oh, everyone's working hard for this, uh, going to school, going to college to get a degree so you can get a job. Or Even immigrating to America is a big effort just to get a better opportunities. So he says, this is misleading. Our aim of life is not to get comfortable life for a few years. Actually, there is no comfortable life. Still, we consider and forget our real business, self-realization. So, here Prabhupada is condemning the whole modern world, or the whole world, whether it's modern or old. It's always been the same story. Trying to get comfort, trying to be happy in this world, And generally, people are doing this through meat-eating, intoxication, illicit sex life, and gambling. Just look at Las Vegas. It's very successful. Why? Because all sinful activities are going on there. So this is Kali Yuga. Kali Yuga is the kingdom of the age of quarrel and hypocrisy. Previous ages, people were naturally much more pious. It said that our good qualities are reduced by... 75% in in the Kali Yuga. So we should understand what society is. Prabhupada said here, we should study this. We should study the world around us, study how people are living, and see how uh, they are ultimately not happy. And, well, the, the biggest unhappiness, of course, is that we have to leave. Prabhupada says, they're making big skyscrapers. They're building huge cities. They're making so much development. But how long you can enjoy that skyscraper? 50 years, at the most 100 years. And then illusory energy will kick you out. And then you don't know where you're going. We all have experience of this. We all, you know, depending on your age, your grandfather, or at least your great-grandfather, your grandfather, possibly your father and mother, grandmother, they have all left us. And where have they gone? But they, yet they work so hard to make a better life. Everyone wants to make a better life for their children. And yet we have to leave. So how to have a better life is to become Krishna conscious. Because then when we leave, we're working our way back to Godhead, back to home. This is what we really want. He said the karmis, they're working very hard. Kar- <laughs> He said, he said in one lecture, he said, we use this word generally, karmis, means fruitive workers, materialistic workers. But he said, actually, the real word is vikarmi. Vikarmi means 
one who is doing bad activity, negative activity, sinful activities is vikarmi, karmi, and akarmi. There's three types of workers. So the vikarmi is performing sinful activities. The karmi, or a person who is karmakanda, following the karmakanda sections of the Vedas, he's actually a pious person, and he's doing things so that he'll be elevated in his next life to a higher position to the heavenly planet so he can enjoy more. He's giving in charity. He's uh, uh, helping people. He's a good person, but he's doing it with a motive that I, uh, that I will get some material benefit from this. But the vikarmi is a devotee. Vikarmi means he's not performing material activity at all. All of his activities are dedicated to serving Krishna. Even if you have a job and you're getting a salary and you're going to work every day, you're not a karmi, you're not a vikarmi. Because you're serving, you're using these resources to benefit, the devo- to serve Krishna and to serve the devotees and the spiritual master. So you make some money, you give in charity, you support, you help build the temple you support printing of literatures. There's so many ways we can use our money in Krishna consciousness, spreading Krishna consciousness, talking to people about Krishna. So we're not karmis, we're not vikarmis, we are akarmis. We are performing activities that are not binding. Other uh, sinful activities, there's there's a reaction and they're binding us. So this is an important point. So I'll read one more, uh, uh, let's see, another conversation. He says, this is a 1975 Prabhupada says, Ben, he's a good citizen. Otherwise, he's a criminal. I think this is actually, let's see, this was in Atlanta in 1975. So if he does not abide by the laws of the state, he's a criminal. Similarly, if one does not abide by the orders or codes of the laws of God, he's a demon. This is the verse we're reading. Abhakta, the devotee, he has mahagunan, he has the good qualities. He said, therefore, one who is disobedient to God, he cannot have any good qualification. And yes, shastir bhaktir bhagavati akinchana saver gunas tatra samaste sura. And one who is a devotee, abiding by, abiding by the orders of God, he has got all the good qualifications of God. Therefore, the du- duty of the state, the duty of the father, the duty of the teacher, everyone, those who are guardians, they should teach their subordinates how to become faithful to God. So here Prabhupada sums up, what is our duty you know, we all talk about duty. Uh, India, the, the concept of duty is uh, very popular. But the real duty, the real duty is of the father, of the teacher, of the government, uh, guardians, should be to teach their subordinates how to become faithful to God. That is our duty. How to be faithful ourselves and how to teach it to our children and uh, people we are in contact with. Because the devotee has good qualities, and every, the abhakta, the non-bhakta, he does not have good qualities. 
even though he may be seemingly a good person. I mean, not, not that everyone is a total uh, Robin, a demon type person. You know, there are people, they have a nice life. But if you look at their lives, they're drinking, uh, they're drinking alcohol, they're killing animals. Uh, so, so many people that, I, that my high school just had its 50th reunion and they were inviting me to come. And I was on the borderline whether I should go or not. And then they said, oh, we're having barbecue, but we'll have some vegan options. I said, eh, and I said to my wife, barbecue, you know, outside. That means a big fire pit, you know, outside, charcoal, cooking, cooking meat over the grill, smoke of the burning bodies. I said, that's all right, I'll skip it. (laughs) That is the the nature of the world, uh, enjoying these things. So it's uh, seven minutes after eight, and we're supposed to stop in uh, like 12 minutes. So I think I'll I'll leave it open for questions now. So thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Prabhu Dhanavad Pranam. Thank you so much for making us understand this verse and also explaining the importance of this verse. Devotees have any questions or comment, please go ahead and ask Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dhanut Pranam, Jai Sila Prabhupada. Very nice class. Early morning, wonderful uh, Prabhupada's memory and teaching. We got, got to hear from you. Wonderful Prabhupada. Thank you so much. Uh, well, thank you for listening. <laughs> it takes two to be Krishna conscious, you have to have Shravanam Kirtanam, someone must be speaking, someone must be listening. So, Wonderful, wonderful. I was just comp- uh, contemplating one of the thought, uh, Prabhuji. <clears throat> the materialists, they are, you know, tossed by Maya, but they feel like, you know, they are not uh, suffering or they are enjoying. Why is that? If they are really suffering, why they are not able to understand? Uh, Yes, people do not realize they are suffering, even though, you know, we've all had experience. Everyone in their family has experience of someone, some relative, uh, some some accident is happening, some disease is happening. Recently, we had this COVID, many people died, Uh, cancer is very prevalent, you know, uh, somebody, you know, so that is that is Eudistir's, uh you know, talk. Uh, the most wonderful thing is that people see that there is so much dying around them, but they're thinking they will not die. So this is the illusion. This is Maya's job. Prabhupada said, just like Krishna is all-pervading, we all know that God is everywhere. God is within the atom. God is within every living thing. He said, Maya is also all-pervading. You know, when, it, when, when I heard Prabhupada say that, I, 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 you know, I, that, that struck me to remember that, that Maya is also all-pervading. Maya, even though Maya is a servant of Krishna, her job is to keep us in illusion. So as soon as we become a little weak or, or, or we get on the chariot of the mind, the manoratena, and start to speculate or think that uh, I have some, you know, independence or or God is not watching me. 
you know, we we, th- we think I can look at some bad sites on the internet. No one will know. I'll erase it all. But Krishna knows. Krishna's everywhere. Krishna's in your computer. <laughs> Krishna's in your heart. <laughs> or you know, I can. Uh, I'm on. Uh, I'm, I'm on a business trip, and I can. Uh, I can uh, do some something. You know, whatever. Of course, devotees don't. But uh, you know, someone who's a, a, a weak devotee or a, a aspiring devotee, he may be tempted to break the principles in some way because he thinks, oh, my wife is not here, my family's not here, no, none of my friends are here. I, there's no witnesses. But Prabhupada said, there's always witness. He says, he says the sun is there, the moon is there, the, uh, the, uh, God is within everything. He says the sun and the moon are the eyes of God. So there's always witness. So, but people forget that there is witness. People, people are, that's the whole idea of illusion. Maya Maya's throwing us and covering us. These are her two uh, energies, throwing and covering. So covering we can understand. We get covered, you know, just like you cover someone with a blanket or you're covered in fog or covered, you get covered. And throwing, the devotee asked Prabhupada once, I don't understand this throwing. How is it Maya throwing? He said, just like if you come to the temple, you're coming to the temple as a visitor, and you start to have a, a mental thoughts that, uh, you know, why are they worshiping these uh, statues and what is the singing of Hare Krishna and uh, all, all of these things. So he said, Maya will throw you out. <laughs> They'll throw you away from the association of devotees. So throwing and covering. So that is uh, the, the illusion. Everyone is in illusion. And that's why we, re- we just read here. Let me find it again. We should, we should very carefully study and try to know whether the advancement of civilization, which we have accepted, is genuine. You know, is this world genuine? Is this working and growing old? Is this reality? Is this ultimately we all have to die and there's no solution? Is this, is this all there is? Or is there something more? He said it is misleading. Our aim of life is not to get a comfortable life for a few years. Actually, there is no comfortable life. Still, we consider and we forget our real business of self-realization. So that is what Maya is. We, we think we, our goal of life is to be comfortable, but there's no comfortable. There's always some problem, some pain. body is just a bag of pain. Uh, from time to time, and sometimes more than others, uh, as we go, especially as we get older. So, yes. so that is all. That is that is what Maya is. Maya means illusion. People are in illusion. When you're in illusion, you don't know. You can't perceive. So that's the uh, the answer on that. That's that's true. Wonderfully said, Prabhuji. Very nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I was just, you know, thinking. Go ahead, bro. Well, I was just going to say, that's why when we speak to people, and Prabhupada said here that, uh, you know, when they they come to the point of suffering from natural law, then they will receive their Nitya Siddha Krishna Bhakti. So when they come to the point of suffering... So people have to realize that they are suffering. If they if they think eh, I'm happy, they're not going to look for something else. 
so people so in the Bhagavad Gita there's let me find it here that there's uh, hang on shoot uh, four, you know, in uh, chapter 7, text 16, uh, the four types of people that surrender to God. We're familiar with this verse. Chatur vidā bhajanti mam jnana sukritin arjun arto jignasu artarti jnani cha bharata sabha. So, O best of the Bharatas, Four kinds of pious people begin to render devotional service to me. So these are the four kinds of people that come to God. The distressed. So a distressed person realizes he's suffering. So he comes to God, please praise to God, please help me. Uh, you know, someone in my family is sick or I am sick or, you know, I, they're distressed or I have no money. Uh, there's money problems, there's health problems, there's family problems, so he's just distressed. And then, then the desire of wealth, of course, these are not people coming in pure devotion, but they're coming. They, they're beginning to wake up. The, you know, I, they, they need money, uh, need money to live. They're poor. So they pray to God, oh, God, please help me. Please help me at least live, have money to live. So then the inquisitive, some, someone becomes a little inquisitive. He asks. Most people are not inquisitive. Most people are like animals. Like Prabhupada said, hogs, hog society. The, the hog is very... <laughs> the, Prabhupada uses the example of the hog often. And he says, what is the nature of the hog? He's happy. You know, I saw it in India. When you, when you, many of you have been to the villages in India. And they have uh, open sewers. The water is running down the trench down the okay. side of the road and it's all it's a raw sewage and dirt water so and the hog is right in there you know uh, right in there walking up you know snorting and eating and uh, enjoying so that is the hog society uh, that is why the example of the hog is given because it's happy happy in the stool whereas uh, you know other living beings would could not survive like that so the inquisitive, he sees that the material world is a misery and uh, there's so many, you know, he's inquiring about God. Like so many people come to the temple, please tell me something about Krishna consciousness. And then the last one is, he who is searching for knowledge of the absolute. So at some point, some people, just like all of us who became devotees, who were not born as devotees, particularly the Western members of Krishna consciousness all over the world. Of course, Krishna consciousness is spread in every continent. We have Russian, Chinese, Japanese, South Americans, uh, Africans, uh, everywhere, Europeans, Americans. Every country we have temples. So all of these people have no background in Krishna consciousness, but they... They all have natural Krishna. Everyone has Krishna within them, and everyone has a natural inclination to become Krishna conscious. Prabhupada said it's dormant. Dormant means it's, 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 it's not manifested. It's sleeping within us. But when we actually come to the kirtan and we hear a devotee speak about Krishna from Bhagavad Gita, uh, if we're a little fortunate, 
uh, then we begin to revive and we want to make further progress. So this is uh, the uniqueness. Like Prabhupada would say that people always say that I have done wonderful things, but he said, I am just repeating what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. He says, I am not making any magic or inventing something new. He says, I'm just presenting it as it is, Bhagavad Gita as it is. So go ahead. Yes. Yes, Prabhuji, that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking when uh, we are in, in, let's consider myself, very vulnerable situations, like if you are not equipped with, you know, right uh, mood or right resources, there's a, po- I mean, there's a possibility you can fall through, so... I try to carry all the time books with me so that gives, you know, opportunity to talk to the people and introduce so that we stay all the time, you know, on the side of Krishna and not like... Yeah, once in a while you you come across someone. Most people are not interested. I I mean, in my line of work, uh, uh, I I meet people and, you know, know, of course I'm, I'm doing some business transaction with them. I'm selling them something. But very few have, uh, you know, have, have manifested any kind of uh, interest that, that, that they seem to be a little transcendental. <laughs> Most people are not. But even when we go on vacation with our family, I bring mm-hmm. literature with me. We, we, you know, we, the, 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 you know, somebody who's the taxi driver, the doorman, you know, somebody, the server, uh, you know, somebody may be interested in Krishna consciousness. So always be prepared to meet that manushanam sahasreshu. It is very rare, Krishna says, uh, that one takes the Krishna consciousness. So, you know, that one moon, we're looking for that moon, not the many stars. So we are all representatives of Krishna. We are all representatives of our spiritual master. So even in our business dealings, in our, uh, you know, travels, wherever we are, we're we're always on we're in a sense we're always on sankirtan <laughs> we're always ready to talk about krishna in some way even when we're doing our business of course you have to be tactful you know you can't be a fanatic correct otherwise people people will uh, uh, yeah. just think you're a fanatic uh, so you have to be you have to talk about it you know gradually Talk about a diet. Our diet is a good diet. You talk about vegetarian diet. You know, get them to agree on some subject or get them to be interested in some way or like this. But it's rare. It's rare to find someone who's interested in Krishna. It's uh, one has to be already uh, realize that he's suffering. And sometimes you have a coworker. You know, they have some you know problem in life. Uh, I mean, we all have problems in life, and, you know, and sometimes you hear about it, and they, someone is sick, uh, something is going on, and, and at that point, they're may, a little more receptive to maybe hear something. So we always have to be prepared. We're all we're all preachers, you know, even if we're not full time. We're we're dormant preachers. Sometimes we're. Or what do they call that in, in espionage? Uh, sleeping sleeper cells. <laughs> We're all sleeper cells, ready to jump out and give someone Krishna consciousness if they, um, you know, express some interest. Wonderful. So, thank, thank you, 
Thank you so much, Prabhuji, yeah. for enlightening on that point. Thank sure. You. Thank you for the question. Any other questions out there? Well, I will read the verse one more time because, like I said, this is a very popular verse that Prabhupada quotes again and again um, that uh, all the good qualities, the devotee, the bhakta has all the good, develops all the good qualities, and he does make that point. He says, and if one does not have all the, all the qualities yet, it means he has not advanced enough in Krishna consciousness. And we see that when someone becomes a new devotee, he's not automatically having all these 26 qualities, uh, uh, but he's working on it. So we're, we're, works, we're works in progress. And when we're perfect, then we're, then we're the pure devotee, and that's uh, not easily achieved. But by following these regulated principles, we're becoming free from sinful activities, and in this way, we're making advancement. And by chanting uh, our rounds, as recommended by our spiritual master, and engaging in the kirtans at festivals and at the temple, and at home too. So any other comments or questions? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Mardanat Pranam to you. Shila Prabhupada ki jai, Guru Maharaj ki jai. Uh, this is Rupini Padma Devi Dasi from Orlando, Florida. Uh, Prabhuji, uh-huh. uh, just had a question. You know, recently I had, I had, uh, I had to go to India because of my uh, situation at home where, you know, because of COVID, everything was locked up. So, uh, you know, I had to assist my mom basically and, uh, and go there and see that her house and everything is okay because she's also been a recent cancer patient. So she's become very weak and, you know, so that thing was there. So I was totally like, I opted to ask, I tell her that fine. And the rest of the members in the family, you know, my sister and others, they all are working. So I could go for a longer time. Uh, but what happened is when I went to India, I mean, it felt little different and difficult to practice Krishna consciousness. Different and difficult. Uh, not difficult from the point of view that, you know, we have to follow our regulations and our chanting. But it, be- it became different in the sense that we are so used to... Uh, since uh, like my spiritual life started here, you know, and uh, once we go there and in future I was actually a fear came in my mind that, you know, I get devoid of association. And then when we meet more devotees there, they're new devotees, we are not closely connected to them. And then, of course, we just read Prabhupada's books, like Prabhuji was saying, if we are not in association. So in a situation like this, in future also, again, if I have to be there, uh, you know, because... uh, Fortunately, unfortunately, it's like, you know, I, me and my sister are there, my mom is there, and uh, I don't have a brother or father also, and we have like, you know, a parental uh, property and all that in India, which has to be taken care uh, by us, because, you know, my father would always tell my mom that, uh, you know, you, you don't think you don't have sons, the, both the daughters are like sons only. <laughs> Probably thought of uh-huh. us as like uh-huh. his image, you know, fossil image. So he said like that, so he would always, he was always happy to have us, uh, both his daughters. So the point is, yes, all these things are there, affection is there, family, irresponsibility is there. But then what happens once we go there, it becomes a little bit different. And so how do we, um, 
how do I reconcile with this? Because I know my mom wants to go next year again around October time. So then she'll ask me and, you know, and uh, there is still some pending construction work to be done at the home, which eventually I want to make into an ashram where, uh, and it's in Delhi, so, you know, it's close to, um, uh, fortunately, my daughter, you know, she lives in Krishna house. She was saying, just make ashram out of it so devotees can come and then they go, go to Vrindavan. I said, yeah, all that can be done. But while we are doing that and staying there, you know, I feel completely uh, like, you know, uh, not connected uh, because uh, I, every Sunday I would go. So just a little, uh, you know, uh, I thought I'll ask you because you gave such a wonderful class and being Sri Prabhupada disciple, you know, we, uh, you know, you have that, uh, you'll be able to guide because I'm sure, you know, in this reference, somebody somewhere must have asked this question to Srila Prabhupada or, you know, because I know there's emphasis on association, but is there something more you can add to, uh, so in future I'm more comfortable and I can, um, you know, manage my spiritual material life uh, in a more spiritual way, everything spiritual way. Well, I'm just, I, I was just thinking of Prabhupada himself when he came to America in 1966, or actually came at the end of 65, and he he first had the arrangement to go to the Agarwals in Pennsylvania. This was a connection that he made. He 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 met Mr. Agarwal, the father, in Agra. And uh, the father uh, uh, told Prabhupada. This was before Prabhupada came to America. He was a sannyasi. He was staying in Vrindavan. Uh, and Mr. Agarwal said, my son is there in Pennsylvania and he has married one American girl and uh, they can uh, sponsor you. Because Prabhupada would always ask different people, you know, people that have the opportunity, the facility, try to get a sponsor because that's how you get a visa. If you have a sponsor, then you can get the visa to go to America. So, so this gentleman uh, suggested that his son could uh, arrange for the sponsorship, which he did. And uh, as soon as Prabhupada got off the boat in New York, he was uh, taken uh, down by the, there was a meet, there was a courier a service where the someone comes and meets you to help you. Uh, travelers aid travelers aid it was, and took him by bus to Pennsylvania. So Prabhupada arrives. There's there's no. There's no Krishna consciousness that, that, that you know, he arrives at the, the Agarwal's house. And they're not devotees. I mean, he's married an American. Uh, I, I don't even think they were vegetarians. I'm sure they're not. They weren't. But they were very, they were happy to have Prabhupada and, and, and appreciated his visit there. And he was about three weeks in Butler. He stayed in their house for uh, maybe three, four, five days, and it was just a small apartment. So uh, then they then they moved him to the YMCA uh, hotel at the YMCA in Butler, where he had more room, and he would come uh, every day and visit. So sometimes we we're, uh, sometimes we're alone, especially for our business trips or going back to your family home. You know. So devotees need to become used to being able to be Krishna conscious no matter where they are. So it's not that Prabhupada was, Prabhupada said, I'm never feeling uh, without, that I'm without my spiritual master. 
Prabhupada would always say that. He said, I always feel the presence of my spiritual master. Even though his spiritual master had uh, departed the world in 1936, you know, so, so, so 36 to 66, 30 years, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur had already left. But Prabhupada always said, I always feel the presence. And, and also we, we practice our sadhana. Like you said, we do our chanting, we do our reading. And we also can have our little, uh, you know, puja, our worship, uh, some little arti, and of course we offer our food. So these practices are designed so that we can be anywhere, uh, even if we're not in association with others or our, uh, you know, our family, we're not with our husband or our wife or something, or our children. So we can be Krishna conscious. It's just a question of, you know, Prabhupada started with nothing and he was never feeling alone or never feeling lack of Krishna consciousness. So it's a, it's a question of maturity and practice uh, in our Krishna consciousness. So we go back to our, our family home. And, of course, you have lots of memories. You go back there, you remember your childhood and, you know, this life, <laughs> going to school and all these things. But, uh, you know, now as we're devotees, we can also possibly uh, introduce Krishna consciousness to our family members. You could do, maybe your mother may be somewhat interested, uh, your sister, maybe not. I mean, we all have experiences of dealing with our family. My father passed away a couple of years ago and I had to go, you know, of course he was local. He was in the same area as me. But I had to take care of the estate and clean out the house and uh, you know all the memories I remember was going through my head of my youth there and but uh, of course I wasn't alone i was it was only fifteen minutes from my current house so. <laughs> but it was an experience to go back to the old homestead and uh, uh, that one lived in as a uh, youth. And uh, also remembering how I became Krishna conscious while I was living at that house, how I became a devotee uh, when I first met the devotees. So it's, it's a question of our practice and our uh, strength. And Krishna helps us. Spiritual master helps us. Uh, Krishna is within our hearts. And our chanting of our japa and our, our reading of Prabhupada's books is always there and course the reading and also you can hear uh, you know there's so many mediums through you can go on uh, YouTube and see lect live lectures of Prabhupada you know video of Prabhupada you can see a video of your spiritual master uh, and uh, we didn't have all these things back in the old days we, we had the cassette tapes at some point they developed the lectures on the cassette tapes and we would listen to those now you can listen on your phone. Uh, I, when I'm in the car, I, there's some sites where you can get Prabhupada lectures, and I listen to that every day. I don't have to worry about tape recorder. <laughs> modern modern technology is very, uh, we can use it. Prabhupada said, we're not against technology. We're not against anything if it can be used for Krishna. So, so it's just a question of uh, our developing our Krishna consciousness deeper, and there's... Especially here in Delhi, uh, Delhi area, there's a number of temples in Delhi, and of course, Vrindavan is uh, up the road uh, an hour or so. So, 
Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you so much. In future, you know, I'll remember all the points you mentioned, and you know, somehow, you know, like somehow or the other, 